Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Assistant Director of Career Services, Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And the very first thing you may have noticed, congratulations to Travis. He has been promoted into the assistant director role. So Travis, tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. Yes, as you notice, new background behind me, new office, um, new title, and some new stuff to do in the office. So um, we had Kat Falky, who we had on last season and was our assistant director. She has moved back into student success. Um, she's the associate director of transfer, transfer partnerships, I believe. So she's on to bigger and better things. And I was able to move into this and very excited to do it supervising students for the first time ever. That's a new adventure for me, for sure. Um, but definitely excited to do that uh, and to continue on here with career services. So yeah, that was exciting. That happened about the end of June. Um, so not a super long time ago, but trying to get it all figured out and get things rolling. So we'll have a new staff member coming on that we'll certainly have as a guest um, in the coordinator role um, that I previously had. So we're in the process of hiring now. So cross your fingers and wish us luck and <laughs> we'll have a new person starting soon. So that was my big news for the summer was moving into that position and cat, you know, moving up back into student success. And I got to spend a month in Europe. So that was very exciting. Do you want to tell us about I that did. amazing trip? As many of you may know, this summer, I've been working on my PhD, and I actually started in May of 2020. Uh, so COVID put an abrupt halt to any and all residencies that I have done or would have done. Uh, so for the first time this summer, we were able to go. I spent uh, the end of May and most of June in Paris, Venice, Rome, and a castle in Tuscany called Spinocchia. So like I said, that was a residency for my PhD program. So we spent the whole time going to art museums, walking around, looking at historical sites, having seminars with our professors, writing, just working on presentations, um, giving presentations, doing some guest lectures with uh, faculty. Um, and we got to go to the Venice Biennale, also postponed. That was a pretty incredible experience. Um, so we got to see lots of really old art, ancient art and historical places. And we got to see lots of contemporary art as well. It was a really fantastic trip and uh, it, was, it was nice to be able to do that. And then hopefully next year we can make up uh, our second year trip. So yeah, going to Europe and looking at art for class sounds pretty awesome. I got to tell you, and some of the pictures were amazing. You'll have to send me some of those and I can put those <laughs> in the podcast, in the video version. So if you haven't checked that out, subscribe to our YouTube channel and check it out. We'll have some stuff there, but really cool. You also spent some time in New York for the class too, before you went to Europe, right? I did. Yeah. At the end of April. So these were both makeup residencies. So in my program, we have residencies in the summer. And then we also have a one week winter residency. So at the end of April, I was able to go to New York City and we did the same thing. We went to every museum possible, walked all over the city and it was New York at the end of April. And sort of while we were there was kind of a long weekend while we were there, sort of the skies opened up, the flowers came out and the birds were singing. So it was it was really a really great experience to be there at that time of year. Normally, the residency would have happened in the winter, but Omicron sort of 
put the kibosh on that. And so, I mean, to be honest, I would rather go to New York City in April than in the first week of January. So I think- I think you got the better of the deal there, yeah. (laughs) Yes, excellent. I also got to travel just a little bit domestically, went to Portland for the NACE conference. NACE is the National Association of Colleges and Employers. It's kind of the big daddy of the uh, career services organizations for both the college side and the um, employer side. So Casey and I actually, the last week in June, went to Portland and got to go to the NACE conference and set in on some really cool sessions, met a lot of really awesome people from all over. It's the nice thing about NACE. You've got great big schools, you know, like Harvard. And there was one person there from Notre Dame who had a really good session. But then you have little bitty colleges that are like 600 students. And then ones that are Northwest size where we're about 7,000 kind of in the middle. So it's a really nice mix of the profession and to see what other people are doing and to come back with fresh ideas. I know I came back with a couple ideas we're trying to get implemented for this semester. So definitely some excitement there. But then around that same time, we also had another move from the office. So Casey actually moved. Do you want to talk about Casey moving on? I was in Europe when all of this happened. So Casey interviewed for and was offered and accepted and is now um, an assistant director with the Upward Bound program here at Northwest. So congratulations to Casey as well on his new role. So he hopped right into, as you may know, Upward Bound programs primarily do tons of programming in the summer when all of those high schoolers come to campus. So Casey hopped out of career services that was sort of winding down for the summer and hopped right into Upward Bound craziness, having students on campus, taking trips, um, trying to get everything wrapped up for that program. So uh, he is currently living and loving life upstairs on the third floor of admin and not down here with us on the first floor. A couple of other things. What do we have going on this semester, Travis? Kind of walk us through. Yeah, well, we have some exciting news that um, with Casey leaving, of course, the career services specialist position was open. So Grace Stevens, who was formerly our event intern, was one of the applicants for that position. And was we interviewed several and, and I actually hired Grace. So she started on August 1st. So very excited to have her as part of the team. She may become our first ever follow-up interview on Behind the Bearcat, where later this season, maybe on the spring, once we or I'm going to give her a semester before I make her do it. But I'm thinking about having her back on talking about maybe the transition from student to staff member. I think we haven't talked to somebody about, we've had parts of that conversation, but I think it'd be interesting to have that with somebody who's got it fresh in their minds. So Grace, very excited to have her on the team. We loved her as a student. We're very sad to see her go. And she was only gone for a couple months and now she's back. So very, I'm very excited about that. Um, She's going to be helping me with student employment. So selfishly, I'm also very excited to have such an awesome person to be a teammate with that. This semester, I mean, fall semester for us is always a little bit crazy in the office. Um, We have a local job fair coming up at the end of August um, that is for primarily new students, but for any student looking for a job in the Maryville community. We hear a lot of times from new students, especially that it's hard to find a job in Maryville because it's it's a small town. It's only 12,000 people. So depending on where you're watching this or listening to this from, you may be like, oh, that's tiny, but it's not a very walkable town. If you're familiar with Maryville, you know, getting from campus to downtown Maryville, for example, is not easy to do. There's not sidewalks the whole way. We don't have much public transportation. We have... Um, Safe Rides is a program, but it typically runs in the evenings when you can't really go talk to the manager because they're not working. So the thought with local job fairs, we bring in those local organizations who we know we're hiring right now because we see their signs and then they can talk to students, maybe have them fill out applications and do interviews right on the spot. So that's our first event for the semester right out the gate. 
Yeah, I would also like to add, we have a couple of interesting people coming to the local job fair this semester. So 911, they're always looking for dispatchers. So we're going to have the local 911 office coming in and hiring maybe for some part-time dispatcher roles. We also have UMKC School of Medicine, and they're looking for, this is probably out of the St. Joe kind of hub, but they're looking for people who would be willing to be part-time, what I'm going to call them, like, faux patients. Uh, so they're they're working with uh, medical students, of course. And so they're needing people to come in so that they can have sort of a patient practitioner sort of scenario, I guess. So they're looking for role players in that type of role. And, and that's an interesting and new employer that we have coming to local job fair this year. Crisis actors, I think. Might yeah, be. crisis actors. Have you ever <laughs> seen the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer is, <laughs> is trying to do that that's you know hopefully it's a little more serious than that but yeah that's absolutely a cool one theater folks mm -hmm. i'm telling you i would have absolutely. loved this i mean and if you're maybe even pre-med yourself mm -hmm. we were talking today about what better opportunity to get in and build relationships with med school people than with becoming a crisis actor maybe even as a freshman in in school and folks who've done missouri hope previously and have done that volunteer role that could potentially be something you take put on your resume when you're trying for the actual job so yeah, so local job fairs first, um, then we have speed networking, which is always a really fun event um, where students can practice their elevator pitches with employers. We set it up kind of like speed dating where it's, you know, 60 to 90 seconds at a table, you go up, introduce yourself, tell them a little bit about yourself, a little bit of small talk. We ring a bell, you go to the next table, you do it again and kind of work your way through the cycle. So that one's exciting. Um, last spring, we added a networking session in the middle of that. So there's a one o'clock session and a three o'clock session. So at two, we did a networking session with the employers for folks that want to have a little deeper conversation. So we'll continue that. I'm um, excited to see what that looks like this semester. Mock interview day. We actually started mock interview day signups this week in the office. So lots of students coming in, trying to sign up for those for class. Um, those will be both in person and on Zoom. That's our second kind of big or well, third, I guess, big event um, of the semester. And then career day registrations rocking and rolling too. We've had about 90 employers so far, I think, sign up. So some new people we've not had before. So always exciting about that. And then we have PBL Palooza at the end of the semester where students who are our PBL interns or are in other profession-based experiences, maybe they did an internship over the summer, things like that. They can make a poster and then put it up and compete for prizes, talk to other students and administrators at the university. Um, so it's always a really fun event. It's in the evening and we try and make it lighthearted and fun. So that's kind of our slate of events. PBL Palooza is sort of like a hidden gem, mm -hmm. I think. I always learn so much whenever I go through and each student basically makes a poster talking about their experience. And it could be, there's a wide array of experiences. Mm -hmm. There's lots of bioscience seminar students who've done experimental kind of studies and, and they have some interesting studies. There's education students who are doing projects. There's psychology students. Um, there are people, like I said, our PBL interns are doing projects that are based on campus. We have so many different computer science students, so many different students in so many different fields. And each one, it's so interesting to me to walk up and talk to them about their project. Um, usually they're super excited and they love to share all that information. And, and honestly, as far as attending, maybe it's because the students are the ones sort of like giving the presentations that it's it's such a rewarding and refreshing event to go to. So I, I highly encourage everyone to come to that. 
Yeah, especially students looking for internship opportunities. Like there's no better way to find out how somebody found an internship than to actually talk to them. That's not very practical to have to do like on your own. But if they're at an event like this, like go to that, spend 30 minutes walking around, talking to people. We usually have snacks and stuff like that. So get like an easy, low effort way to get a lot of really good information on internships and research and other things like that. So yeah, it's, I always, some of the stuff our students do is just amazing to me. And so walking around PBL Palooza and seeing, you know, the really cool research that's going on in the science department and the really cool internship opportunities is always, always really rewarding. I always feel like for career services, for us, especially it's like, so when we get to see like what our efforts have yielded. Like it's, you know, it's a really cool event for that. So really, really nice. Plus it's always cool too, to see like the provost and the president of the university and different folks like that walking around talking to people about that too, because profession-based learning is such a big deal at Northwest. It's nice to actually have an event that celebrates it and specifically focuses on it. I think that's really nice. I think one last thing, we have purchased a new software that helps students write resumes. So in the past, we've typically said, don't plug your resume into a template. It's really difficult to work with. And when you bring it in, it's it's hard for us to look at it. Well, we sort of have like hatcheted that model. Um, we've purchased a, a software product that actually students can come in, they can log into it um, just with username and password, single sign-on, just like all the other university things. And it is, in fact, a fillable form. You can put in your information and then you can click through and you can choose. There are several templates in there. They're in the process of uploading some Northwest specific templates. Um, So those will be templates that we in Career Services have created. And I think for us, the utility for us is that allows us to make those beautiful resumes um, scalable, right? So now if you're an online student or if you're someone who really needs to start from scratch or you're too scared to come into career services, um, once again, we'll have that. That will be on our website. We will have it maybe highlighted or something we can put up there as a a new option for students um, and maybe send out an email kind of sharing the rollout of that. But we're hoping that that is something that will really make it easier for students to create that initial resume and um, make it look nice. And maybe it won't take as long and be quite as confusing or as difficult. Yeah, I'm looking forward to not spending time fighting in Microsoft Word on people trying to line up things and all of that, because that's always, that's kind of the tedious part of resumes. So if you can take out the tedium, then hopefully it becomes a little less stressful for students who are trying to put it together. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing that and how it scales and how students react to it. I think it'll be valuable tool as we move forward. So, so yeah, season four, we're very excited to be back. I don't know about Hannah, but this is always one of my favorite parts of the job is getting to talk to other folks on campus and hearing about what they're doing. We have a really big wish list of guests for the season. Um, We're going to have one of our students in the office here to hopefully schedule and work on some logistical things that will hopefully make it a little easier of a process since, you know, I've moved into the assistant director role and anticipate having some more, you know, daily duties than I did previously as the internship coordinator. So yeah. So stay tuned. If you, like I say, if you haven't subscribed um, either to the audio podcast through whatever your platform of choice is or the video podcast on YouTube or both, they're different. Um, I would recommend that you do that. Cause like I say, we've got some really amazing stuff coming your way this season. Some really cool people on campus that have been on our list for four seasons at this point to talk to that we're finally going to get to talk to. 
So really excited about that. And yeah, jazz to be back and always exciting to have students back in Maryville. Summertime in Maryville is very quiet and very sleepy. And you know, when students come back, when school starts, it, you get a whole new energy around town and it's really nice. It's kind of contagious. It's, it's exhausting. Full, full disclosure, it's exhausting. I went home last weekend and just like passed out for three days, but it is really cool to have them all back and have that energy back on campus. So really excited to be back and to share those stories with you guys. That's what it's all about. So so let's do it. Season four. And as Ruben says, ring that bell. That's like right. Subscribe. Absolutely. Yeah. Ring a ling the ding long bell. So, you know, when we have new episodes every Friday um, is the idea uh, Fridays at nine is when the, when the episode should drop on YouTube and the audio versions, um, we will be off for spring break and Christmas break and things like that. Cause we know you guys have other things to do than listen to podcasts during that, but we always have the backlog too. Um, we also have a, um, website for the podcast that I'll make sure is in the description for both the audio and the video version. If you've not checked it out, it's got all of the episodes listed there. So if you haven't caught all almost a hundred episodes, I think we're at like 90 or 93 or something like that. We're really close to a hundred. We'll definitely celebrate. Secret hundredth episode celebration. Yes. Yes. Maybe we can do a giveaway or something like that at a (laughs) hundred. But uh, if you haven't caught all those past episodes, there's some really amazing ones. Um, You know, Dr. Green was our season two closer. He's now the interim president of the university. So he's definitely moved up. And that's a great interview. It's a really cool conversation. It's a long episode, but it's a really good one. Some really awesome kind of stuff that we touch on in that one. And, you know, all the professors, if you've got new professors you haven't had before, chances are they might be on Behind the Bearcat and you can learn something about them, maybe get some extra credit. Don't, don't quote us on that, but maybe so check it out for sure. Definitely look at those back episodes. There's a lot of good stuff. there. Tyler Taps. There's a mm-hmm. secret key. There's a secret code in Tyler Tapp's interview. I mean, just saying, you know, if you're a student of his, you might want to check that one out. Absolutely. So, so yeah, check those out. Make sure you subscribe and we're looking forward to season four. And as always, we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.